0: Welcome to the SoBD Chat podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam, my name is Fatima, and the SoBD Chat is a self care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So, before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link third way is to rate and review via itunes or wherever you're listening but itunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from so make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating and then finally is by submitting your questions via email which is sobdchat at gmail.com my personal instagram fatima underscore farmer or by sending a voice message right here on anchor if that's where you're listening so Without further ado, let's get into today's show. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Soul Beauty Chat podcast. Today, I am so excited because I'm interviewing someone that um, has been such a just beautiful guide and mentor and friend and sister to me on my healing journey and today i get to share her with all of you listening so i'm so excited to welcome danielle louse barton to the podcast welcome <laughs> thank you hello <laughs> So before we dive into who you are and all of the things in the conversation, um, since we are both very much spirit led and very much um, focused on um, community centered work, I thought it would be nice to share our guided meditation. So for those listening um, and also for you, Danielle, I typically before every interview, I will either meditate, pray, combination of both with the guests, just so that we can feel more grounded and present. And Danielle was like, oh, do you want to record this and put it on the podcast? And I'm like, why not? So if you're listening, um, join us, get cozy, grab your tea. Danielle is enjoying her tea. We'll talk a little bit about what she's drinking. I just have some water today, but just get comfortable, um, settle in, and we're just going to do a short grounding exercise so we can all be here in this moment right now. And then we'll get into this beautiful conversation. So wherever you are, if you can safely close your eyes and if your feet can be firm on the floor or the ground, just take a moment to connect with the surface beneath you. Feel the earth underneath you, supporting you,
1: holding you. feeling rooted into this moment.
0: And I invite you to place your right hand on your belly and your left hand on your heart. And without changing anything about your breath, just notice how your body is in this very moment. Notice where you may be holding any tension or
1: notice how your breath
0: is maybe full and deep or maybe a shallow today. Either way, just notice, noticing what thoughts are coming to mind. And together, we'll take a few deep cleansing breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth. When we breathe in together, filling our lungs with air, filling our belly and out through the mouth. Again, breathing in through the nose, filling your belly with air and out through your mouth. A few more breathing in through your nose, filling the belly, breathing slow and out through the mouth.
1: And as you continue to breathe
0: in that rhythm, I invite you to either listen or to repeat the following affirmation silently or aloud. Connecting with your breath, connecting with your body, breathing in and affirming, I am here in this body. I am present in this moment.
1: I am here in this body. And I am present in this moment. I am here in this body and I am present in this moment.
0: Together we'll take one final breath, breathing in through the nose and this time holding it at the top for just a moment. Keep holding and letting out a sigh, exhaling, releasing through the mouth. Allowing a softness to come over the body, the mind.
1: And when you feel ready,
2: you
0: can open your eyes. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me in that. Yes. Okay, so... First, tell us what you're drinking, <laughs> because we're going to be drinking our beverages throughout the show. So tell us, what are you drinking today? Yes. So
3: I am drinking out of uh, my maternal grandmother's crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you all hear clanking, <laughs> that's what that is. And I bring that up because um, it's a it's a morning ritual that I... Um, Incorporated since my grandmother um, passed her crystal down to me, and she would only use her crystal on special occasions. Mm. So, um, if it were a holiday and maybe we were having guests over, or a special birthday or something like that, then she would bring out her crystal, and it's beautiful and it makes me feel luxurious and it makes me feel connected to her. And why not? Why? Why can't today be a day where? I get to use the finer things in life, mm. you know. Um, so that's what I'm sipping out of, and what I'm sipping on this morning is um, some ceremonial cacao. Mm.
2: Um,
3: this has become a, a really big part of my uh, practice as a heart opener. Mm. So um, usually, what I'll put in the in the cacao. Um, is um, I'll do uh, some sort of milk. I like uh, an oat milk because it has a thicker consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll usually add in some turmeric. I'll usually always do a cinnamon stick. Um, Sometimes I'll do cayenne if I want the blood flowing. Um, Sometimes I will add in um, a little bit of vanilla, Um, it just really depends on what I have in my pantry, what I have access (laughs) to in terms of what I'll blend with it. Um, but this has, this has, this is what I'm sipping on.
0: Wow. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love what you just shared about your grandmother also, because I, um, have some of my grandma's, uh, beautiful. Dishes and spoons and like tea dishware, and it just is such a special thing to have that moment. You know, I'm already a huge tea drinker, so to have that moment where I'm enjoying it with my grandma and spirit is just so beautiful. So I love that. Um, so before we dive into all of the juicy conversation, I would love for you to first just share with the audience in your own words, like who you are. And, and what is your story? I think that will be a beautiful place to start for those who may not know you.
3: Yes. Mm. I'm smiling because um, I think that there's many iterations of me and how I'm feeling You know, in this moment, on this morning. Um, I am a friend. I am um, a community member. Mm. And i I lead with that because one of the things that I was reflecting on this morning, um just as I was getting ready and listening to my music and just, you know, doing my devotion, was how from from my vantage point, you know, my value system is, without the, without the people I'm, I'm nothing, Mm. you know, without the, the people who I have in my life, um, the people who I get to share space and time with the people who I get to grow with, who I get to like fully show myself, Mm. um, authentically and fully like that, that is what makes life worth living. And right now I'm in a space where I am, um, really deepening into the spaces that feel most um, expansive for me.
2: Mm.
3: I've really been getting clear and listening into my body and feeling into my body um, around how I feel when I hang up a conversation, a phone conversation or FaceTime, more, more likely than not, with With a friend or after I share space with someone um, or, you know, just really noticing what what comes up. I had a dream last night um, where I was surrounded by like all of the people who I love and all of the people who love me. And there was just like joy and laughter. And um, we were just just it, it was just this really beautiful experience it, the word that came to mind i woke up and i like could barely see but i grabbed my <laughs> journal and i was just like jotting down like words are all you know crooked across the page because it was as soon as i woke up i wanted to remember that experience and the word that came to me was magical right mm. and um even as i was dreaming like i could sense and feel myself smiling and as i woke up like i felt so lit up Right, I felt electrified, and that's the space that I'm cultivating far more intentionally than I ever have in this mm-hmm. season of my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, sure, I could share, you know, the the titles and the, you know, whatever's, <laughs> but really, what what I feel right now, I am I am a friend, I am a community member, um, and.
0: I am enjoying that. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think that is a huge part of why I do these interviews is so that we can see behind the titles. So I'm so glad that you didn't give that response because we can see that, you know, we can go to the website and, you know, I'll share resources and all of that. So you all can know that she is well certified, qualified, okay, educated to talk about the things that she's going to talk about today. But um, I love that response. And I think A friend and community member is what I see showing up in your work so often. And one of the traits that I admire so much about you is how you're able to um, truly show up as your full self in spaces where, like you mentioned on a call that we had, there's usually that hierarchy of like almost like you don't have access to this person who's doing the healing or facilitating the session. It feels very like um, separate in a way. And I love that your work is like, no, we're all here. We're all going through it. We're all sharing. We're all learning. Um, So I would love to hear more about um, how your journey has evolved with your work and what are the areas and spaces of um, what you teach and facilitate and offer to the world that um, you feel really represents, like, who you are right now? Like, what are those things that really resonate with you?
3: Mm. Yes. Ooh, um, I'm just noticing in my body, like I feel a lot of energy in my, in my fingertips, Mm -hmm. in my, in my, in my toes. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about, I'm excited about that question. And the first thing that came to mind, like unequivocally,
0: unequivocally, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm just as bad at that word, (laughs) without a doubt.
3: (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, yes, the first thing that came to mind was like, I'm a, I'm a womb worker. Mm. I am so crystal, crystal, crystal clear on that. That is, um, how I am destined and wired to give my medicine. Mm. Um, I came to that level of clarity as a result of following the breadcrumbs of my story. Mm-hmm. When I look back at (laughs) all of the things that have happened in my life that um, have been painful, Mm. um, that have been challenging, that have been like a reckoning, right? Um, To bring me home to myself, it all has directed right back to the womb, Mm. right? Um, so to share, you know, a few examples, right, of, of my breadcrumbs, um, there are so many. And and actually, before I share, um, one of the things that I did to get to this space, and I'm sharing this, this little tidbit right now, because for anyone who's listening, who's like, well, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get to a place where I can unequivocally- <laughs> <laughs> I can without a doubt, you know, answer that question for myself, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm not there yet. Like, how do I, how do I get there? One of the things that I did is I literally wrote out my life story. Mm -hmm. Um, I just opened my journal. It was like several pages and I just started just writing just all of the things, all of the things that came to mind, all of the stories, all of the um traumas yes but 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 even just just everything all of it right this took time mm. um and um writing it was difficult but what i find is that when i go back and read it sometimes it's like ooh that's a lot to see all in one place mm. right um but then i was able to start to see the 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 threads mm. the color threads and i was like mm, wait a minute there's a there's a link there's a commonality here mm. that I can see that I didn't see before, right? There there were there definitely was it a, a time and a space in my life where I was like I I don't know what my gifts are mm. I don't sing I don't dance I don't I don't, I don't know you know and um, I asked my mom and she was like well you're like you're really good at teaching and you're really good at at like making people feel, feel safe and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was so naive. I was like, okay, mom, uh, this has been very
0: unhelpful. <laughs>
3: um, but obviously seeing you know where I'm at now, I mean, she was so spot on. I <laughs> felt safe. And I teach, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, there, there was a point in time where I was like, maybe I'm supposed to be a travel agent because I enjoy travel. Uh, maybe I'm supposed to like, you know, I like I was so lost and confused, right? Um, but then seeing the thread, I was able to connect all of the things that I love and the things that I do naturally um, to something that was much more meaningful And again, for me, you know, it it pointed right back to the womb, like, oh, that's the medicine, the Mm -hmm. medicine that I I had to retrieve for myself right? time and time and time again. um, That's the medicine that I'm supposed to share with other Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to offer that, uh, you know, for for people who are listening, who might feel like I don't know the answer to that question, like to know. I love that. Um, so some of my breadcrumbs, right. The earliest memory, at least that I've currently uncovered. Um, I was about four years old and, um, I asked for my younger sister. She's five Mm -hmm. years younger than me. I I would like pray at the, at the dinner table and at night, every night with my parents, like I really want a, a sibling. I wanted a playmate, but I specifically like want a sister like i i want i want that like that girl time and when my um parents you know i i, I guess they were tired of me asking and they <laughs> were, like, we, we're gonna do it right like um and so they they planned to have my sister and then when they conceived um and my mother was pregnant my mom tells stories about how essentially i was her doula you know wow. at four <laughs> wow Um, and, and, and now, you know, I'm, I'm a postpartum doula and so it's very full circle and it totally makes sense. And that's just, that's the earliest breadcrumb. Right. But I look at, um, the relationship that I had with my cycle for Mm -hmm. so long. Right. I, I mean, it was debilitating. I, could not do anything during the time where I was bleeding and family members would be like, girl, you just like your auntie. Like she, she'd be having to go to the hospital and she, she can't go to work and you just like your auntie. Oh, wow. Like, like it was this like thing that I inherited. Well, what I now understand is no, that's our body signaling to us that it, that it needs our attention, mm-hmm. that something is, is off. That is not normal. That is not normal. Um, but we've normalized experiencing pain on our cycles or long cycles or, right? It, it just like being that like the time of the month, this thing that like we loathe or that we were like, oh, okay, I'm not pregnant. Um, if we're not wanting to be pregnant or, oh, I, it, it didn't come and I'm pregnant. You know what? Like we use it as this marker, this indicator for either pregnancy or this like thing that's just like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's inconvenient, right? Mm-hmm um and so it took many 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 years to cultivate a different and a new relationship mm. with my entire cycle not just the time that I'm that I was bleeding right um other breadcrumbs i um you know have have shared before um i've experienced sexual assault three different times in my life mm. um I my relationships with romantic partners were a hot mess, Mm -hmm. right? Like uh, a whole hot mess, right? The 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 just toxicity that existed, trying to like navigate romantic relationships, trying to navigate sex, trying to navigate, like, all of these different things. It was it was um, just a lot. And I'm sharing high level because I know that you have, you know, other questions that that you want to, to answer. Um, but again, when I looked at, when I looked at, uh, what I had written out, Mm -hmm. it all came back to my womb. Mm. It all came back to my relationship with my, with my physical body. Right. And like the, the dysfunction um, that I was experiencing there, like health issues, mm-hmm. um, or came down to the the metaphysical. Right. And the lack of uh, agency mm. that I was exhibiting in my life. Right. Um, the the, like the lack of sense of self that I had was completely being um infiltrated mm-hmm. <laughs> by the like level of romantic relationships that I was having by the by the abuse that I was experiencing by the the sexual assault by all of the trauma and like the the, the body issues that came along with that by the 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 way that my vagina was so incredibly unhappy right like beef yeast infections like chronically right like all of these things Mm -hmm. were just you know part of part of the story and um for me I have learned to alchemize that actually not for the sake of like then going and doing this work and sharing with other people I had to alchemize it because like I was trying to survive. Mm -hmm. I was trying to survive the experiences and even survive myself because I was completely self self self-sabotaging. Right. And so I had to like, when you reach an emotional rock bottom where you're like, this ain't it. Mm. Yeah. Can't be. And so you're at this place of like, it feels like it can't be any worse than this. And so you're almost in a, in this place of like desperation of like I'll try anything I'll do what you got for
0: me yeah
3: you know <laughs> um that was that was like where I was mm. right and um w- let me side note by saying we don't have to wait till we're at emotional rock bottom to start dealing with mm. our stuff yes. okay that's what it took for me because I didn't know any better. I didn't, I hadn't cultivated tools Mm -hmm. at the, at those times in my life, right. The mentorship that I needed wasn't available to me or I didn't have, I didn't have it. Um, and so that's, that's what it took for me to get there, but listen, y'all, you don't have to, you don't, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, it's like, um, you know, it's like the whisper and then the knock and then it's yes. all kind of
0: crushing down, okay? <laughs> and like then you're being dragged and you're like, yeah, drag.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Being spiritually yes. dragged. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so There was this like quote, funny little story. So you all know the footprints poem, which is like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. you know, I, there were um, two sets of footprints and then. All of a sudden, you know, there was one set and then the person is asking God, like, why did you abandon me? And they're like, Mm. and and God is like, I didn't abandon you. That's where that's when I carried you. Mm. (laughs) I saw this like meme or something that was like, well, you see that like long uh, row in the sand that was (laughs) to drag you. (laughs) I just, you know, that resonated. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that yeah. definitely
0: resonates more than being carried because I've been dragged several several times where I'm just like, did I have to learn this the hard way? I would actually love to like lean into that a little bit more with whatever story you feel comfortable diving into of hearing more about how you navigated that space, like in one one of those moments when you, you were like, okay, I am at the bottom emotionally, when you realized that first, and then when you decided to change something, what did that change look like for you?
2: Hmm.
3: So there's like the pivotal moment that sort of always comes to mind because that truly was the bottom Mm. and um, I was so lost, Mm. like, I feel sadness in my heart right now, even just thinking about that, Mm. like thinking about her, like that, that soul, that person who like, oh my Mm. goodness, it, it, it It makes me feel it makes me it makes me like like I still mourn for her, yeah, and I mourn for like the other people who like still feel like they are her today, yeah um because we 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 just mm. <sighs> so yeah, in that time and space. <clears throat> her friend circle um had had like come to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really painful. That was incredibly painful um to have this like friend circle where you thought you know, you would be friends for life mm-hmm. and then not only do the relationships transition, right, but it's like a very painful and dramatic and like, right like, just ugly transition Mm -hmm. you know where like you and the other people involved are like you're you're not operating in your highest self Mm -hmm. and it shows right and so like ugly thing ugly words are exchanged and um like the heartache that we experience through the loss of a friendship that's a very real grief it is that is that like like breaking up with the with a friend that stays with you for a while. Yeah. And that's where I was at. Um, you know, all of that layered in with just like the raggedy relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, just feeling like, will anybody love me? Mm -hmm. Will I I ever experience romantic love? Like, is this, is this what it's going to look like? Like, is this, is this my fate? Because when I look back at like, the the line of like relationships that i've had they they they've all just like it's not just oh that they didn't work out or that they that they ended it just it it just it felt uh it just felt abusive on so many different levels it felt like dang you're really trying to take my soul like wow. <laughs> you know it it just it felt so uh it 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 just it was just it felt personal, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um at that time I also was far away from family. Um and so like not having friends, not having the romantic relationship, being far away from like, you know, the, the nuclear family unit. Um preparing to like think about what's next mm. right in life because I was at that time um, I was about to graduate college
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so thinking about like what's what's coming up next with like career and it was just like rejection after rejection after rejection mm-hmm. and so just feeling like every area of my life is like not it right like really just like not not loving myself not loving where not like not loving what my life looked like mm. not, not feeling like oh i can be proud of this like everything everything was just in shambles it felt like you know i had like put on the like victim cloak and was like wearing that thing mm. you understand and um Yes, it was it was just a, a difficult time. And um what shifted for me mm-hmm. I didn't know it at the time, but I've like since gone back and reverse engineered and looked at, you know where the where the shift happened and what contributed to it. and then the number one factor that created that shift for me, one hundred percent hands down was community. Mm-hmm. But I had to cultivate a whole new community. Mm. Okay, because right, like the the community that I was currently existing in at that time was, um, it, it was time for transition. Mm. And so, feeling lonely, feeling alone, mm. feeling like this is just my life. I guess I felt feeling like I did everything right. I did mm. everything that like they, whoever they is, right. Like said that I was supposed to be, I followed all the rules. Mm. Right. So why, why, why is this so, and like having to reckon and rumble with that, having to see myself, Mm. um, and the roles that I played and then having to just like, accept also that, like, there were roles that other people played that I had no control over. Right. That like, sometimes um sometimes like just crummy things just happen. Yeah. And we have to learn how to like navigate that we have to learn how to like move through the crummy things with grace and not necessarily take it personal personally or ne- take it as, oh, this means I'm a bad person, mm-hmm. or um, like I deserve this, or what did I do, or what did or it's all their fault, or like trying to assign like all of this meaning where now we're like hyper intellectualizing. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, we're stuck in our head. We've totally left our bodies, Mm. right. We're like not even present in the experience anymore because we're now obsessing over the past, Mm. even though it feels like our present experience, because presently we're experiencing the emotion that's coming up as a result of the experience. Right. We're actually like still living in in the past. And there is like time and space to, to go back and get the breadcrumbs. Mm. Right. But, but there, there is a fine line between, like I said, just starting to obsess and hyper intellectualize um, versus just sitting in acceptance and understanding that like there is depth and breadth to life Mm. and it is all of it. And we have to learn how to like hold all of it. Yeah. And for me, how I was able to learn to do that was through new community. Mm. Um, just spending time with people and being loved up on and then having elders, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In this like new community that I was cultivating for myself who could like hold me and nurture me lovingly, like having the aunties. Like I understand now we are the aunties. (laughs) Which is like,
0: what? When did that happen? When did that happen? How did we get here?
3: (laughs) Huh? Right? But like- (laughs) having, having the aunties, right. And, and like being held and like going, going to their house and like sleeping in and then cooking a meal for me, mm. you know, and these were like, these weren't my biological aunties, right. right. These were, these were like aunties and, you know, in, in the healing village Right. and having, you know, a sister friend, I'm going to say her name. I hope she hears this because <laughs> I love her dearly. And, she has been such a um so oprah has a quote that she shares about gail which is like um something around something around the lines of like gail being um the the friend that she needed um and the years of like therapy that mm-hmm. um that like she she didn't have access to i'm butchering this quote so terribly i'm going to stop now i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but but essentially, right? Like that is who Danielle. her name is Danielle, too.
2: Mm. That
3: is who Danielle was for me. You know, now i'm I'm in therapy, and um our relationship has has since evolved because you can trauma bond, right? Yeah. um but but the ways that like we were able to just like sit and and show ourselves with one another mm. and talk about, you know, the hurt and um, show up differently in, in friendship and sisterhood and talk about like the types of, of friendship and sisterhood that we were looking to cultivate. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a lot, very intentionally um, and like having the accountability. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then just like having a, a healthy social life where I, where I could enjoy and where we would do things and where we would like support. And it, it, life became so much more meaningful. Mm-hmm. The moment the people around me started to shift and change. Mm -hmm. And that was where my heart became lighter Mm -hmm. and I was able to start actually navigating through the, through like the heaviness that I had like been holding. Right. right, And then I was able to start to like get into the work Mm -hmm. and start to like learn skills and learn tools and do the yoga and learn about meditation and right. Like cultivate this relationship with myself and my body and with God and, and all of those things. But for me, honestly, Fatima, what came first was the people. Mm -hmm. It was the community. It was, it was that shift that like made me know that I was safe and that I could be held and that I could do it. Wow. I could really like, I could really do the work and I didn't have to do it alone. And that like, that like people would catch me. Mm. And then it was such a joy to be able to catch other people. Cause like now we're doing the work together. Yeah. And and like, that was, that was
0: the shift. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think, what you just expressed for me, what I pulled from that was one of the things that really stood out was that sometimes it's not about doing all the things that we see, especially with like social media and, you know, you can open so many apps and find all these different routines. It's almost like this pressure of, of healing looks like a certain way. It looks like a lifestyle, right? It's like a part of a movement. And what you just described was so pure and so real. And all of the other stuff, the physical stuff, the yoga, the the meditation, the retreats, all that stuff can happen after. But the nucleus of what shifted for you, like you just said, was the people in the community. And I think that's just so beautiful and something that I wanted to highlight from that point that you made, because I want to encourage women to let go of that feeling of it has to look a certain way. Healing has to look a certain way. It has to be the yoga class every day. It, it doesn't have to be that. It can just be going over to someone's house for a meal. It could be getting a hug. It can be crying. <laughs> it can just be those things, you know, it can just be those things. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about, um, my journey, you know, because I see so much of my journey in your journey, right? In that isolation that we feel. And um, again, similar to you thinking about the woman that's in that space, you know, like I hope that this, um, this podcast, your community, my community, wherever you can find community that you can tap into that first and realize first and foremost, you're not alone on that journey. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that you can, find the tools if you don't have them to get you to that point of healing. Um, Something that I also would love to kind of transition into is kind of presently where you are, as far as you mentioned um, not being able to receive love and not being able to feel love. And I know, you know, we've had several conversations about it, but that is something that now you seem to have grown so much in. And um for this month on the podcast the theme that we're focusing on is celebrating mm-hmm. and i would love to hear more about how through your work or through your relationships you feel like your perspective of love has shifted and how that shows up for you now and what you do and the people that you spend your time with um how has that shifted in comparison to that version of yourself that was unable to love unable to receive love
2: mm. Yes.
1: <clears throat> hmm.
3: I think for me um there is no one pinnacle moment. You know. It's a culmination I think of everything that I just said. Mhm. Um,
1: it is being surrounded, choosing to be surrounded,
3: um, by people who, um, show up in the ways that matter when it matters Mm -hmm. is such a reminder, such a practical reminder that we are love and that we are worthy of love. Mm. Um, There's a lot of conversation around, um, well, just if you just love yourself first, then like the love will come. And I I really feel frustrated by that sentiment. Mm -hmm. I feel as though it's misleading and it keeps those who are feeling isolated feeling more isolated Mm -hmm. and it sends a message of like you don't love yourself Mm. and perhaps yes part of that is true perhaps Mm. but even if i am still learning to love myself Mm. am i not worthy of being loved by other people in the process
1: right And maybe the more that like people love on me,
3: the more I can start to see, oh, oh, okay. This is how I can do it for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, oh I, I am worthy, right? Oh, oh, it is possible. Mm. And so it is um, moving out of Therapy has taught me this moving out of absolute thinking all or nothing thinking. Yeah. Right. That if love, whether it's just love in general, whether it's romantic love, whether it's feeling like you don't have, have community or, or friendships um, that, that fill you up, whether it's struggling with, with um, you know, family relationships, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be anywhere on that spectrum and, and, and anywhere in between, if you are feeling like there is a gaping hole, then part of the work is to, like with a magnifying glass, if you have to, mm-hmm. go and look for the spaces and the examples of where, of where love is present, Mm. even when it feels like, but it's not Danielle, like you don't hear me though. Like, it's not like, I don't see it. Maybe you don't see it in the spaces where you want to see it. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And
3: you can cultivate that for yourself. We are, we have to give ourselves more credit. Mm-hmm. Like we are co-authors. We have so much agency, and that's what i was that's what I was talking about before, right? Mm-hmm. of of like living outside of our own agency. That's what i that's what I was doing, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I get knocked off my square. Mm-hmm. And who helps me to get back on my healing village? Some of which I pay like my therapist and my acupuncturist and my, right. And some of which who I have like chosen to be part of that, my friends, my sisters, my elders, my mentors. Right. And so they help me to get back onto that square and to see, and to be reminded to like look for and create spaces mm-hmm. where, where there is, where there is love. Um, and then that helps me to love my, love myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And also, I think we don't know what that means when, uh, when we hear that, right? Like, just love yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to love yourself. Like, self love is the best love. We don't right. really know what that means, and so we hear that. I think through like the lens of like, you have to like yourself, mm-hmm. right? And it, and then so we then so then we feel frustrated, right? Or we feel like, okay, well, I do I do like myself. Um, I think I'm pretty cool. Right. Um, But it's about the ways that we nurture ourselves, Mm. I think is a better word. Mm -hmm. And it's both. Right. So it's the community. It's the people around you. Who, who teach you and show you and demonstrate and reflect back to you that you're deserving of that. And you can cultivate that within yourself because you actually are that you are love. And also it is learning to nurture ourselves. Mm. Right. Pampering ourselves is totally fun. Um, right. And I looked down at my toes today and was like, Ooh, it's time for, for a pedicure. <laughs> right. <laughs> um But like nurturing ourselves and thinking about the ways sometimes, you know, especially in the context of of like um, the pandemic and just different things. Sometimes I don't have access to um, like sometimes I need a hug and I don't have I don't have access to that. Right. Right. And so I have to think about other ways that I can like nurture and care for myself and give myself what it may be that I need in that moment. Um, It's also self-discipline. Mm. right it's it's like totally not just flowers and roses though I'm all about that too um it requires a a level of Mm self-discipline so it's all of the things what I'm saying right I could kind of like go down this list which is truly not exhaustive um it's 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 all of the things coming together Mm -hmm. um which I think is the point that you were you were making earlier around. It's not just, oh, do this, do that,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: then follow this recipe, this formula, and then you're you're good to go. Yeah. It is relationship. That's what it that's what it all comes down to. Mm. That's what all relationship with others, relationship with self, relationship with God. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it boils down to. How you go about cultivating that for yourself? Well, we're all unique individuals, and so it will it will vary from person to person. And I know, I know, I know somebody's <laughs> listening to this, like, okay, so um that doesn't give me like <laughs> four. I need the one, two, three, you know, do this, and um
0: that's just not as empowering. I agree, yeah. I think I would love to um hear. To that person, because my mind was going to them as well. Like, I know there's someone that's thinking, okay, so what's the thing that I do? And instead, I would, I would like for, I would love for you to share maybe a different perspective for Mm -hmm. that person that feels like they're at that place. They know they want change. They know they desire to feel differently than how they have been feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, what is maybe a mindset shift or a spirit shift or something internally, not something they can do, but something inside of them that they can change the way they're seeing their circumstances that maybe it's even a question, maybe it's not an answer, maybe it's a question that you would pose to them to begin that journey of investigating how can they go deeper and what practices might be nurturing to them?
3: That's the question.
0: Mm Mm -hmm. How
3: can I go deeper and
0: what practices might be nurturing for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. So as we prepare to close, um, because I know this conversation can go in so many directions and maybe we can do a part two (laughs) at some point (laughs) to dive deeper into certain topics. Um, I would love to know what is most nurturing to you right now. and. Um, how that has been showing up for you? um what are some of the things you've been enjoying that have just been like lighting your soul up and really um feeling like a celebration for you just every day, just having that it, that moment, whether it's with yourself or with others or with ancestors, like what has that been for you?
3: Hmm. I feel that's a two part question mhm. Um, The first question around how am I nurturing myself right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in a space and a period of grief. Mm-hmm. And it's quite layered. And um, grief for me historically has felt like an ocean's wave, right? Has has felt quite intense and all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, one of the things that came to me during my time in uh, Colombia, which was incredibly transformative, um, was my need, my desire, and what my my heart and body is calling for is is gentleness Mm. from myself and from others. And so, what feels really nurturing to me right now is exploring all of the gentle ways that I can sit in my grief Mm. and move in my grief and still show up um, in life with grace for myself Mm. and just sharing where I'm at with the folks who I interact with mm-hmm. um, so that they know my request to hold me gently right now yeah, as I grieve. And choosing practices that are, um, it's not about like getting to the bottom of my grief to like move past it. Mm. Right. It's not about like feeling all the grief that I can feel and just like experiencing that like that big wave of grief. My body is like, no, let's kind of like drip, let's let, let's let it instead of an ocean's wave, let's let it be a slow drip. Mm. Um, and not seeing it as like an inconvenience when maybe I'm I'm moving through my day and it's a a wonderful day. And then that slow drip comes out of the faucet of like grief Mm. creeps up and not seeing it as like, oh, what an inconvenience. Now my day is not wonderful. Wow. But seeing it as how wonderful that I get to like experience the fullness of of like emotion, Mm -hmm. the the entire emotional wave, because so many of us are walking around numb um, or are numbing. Um, And so reframing, and just holding that and saying, like, it's, yeah, all right, we're going to have this, this, like, this grief moment.
2: Mm.
3: It's okay. And it's, baby girl, it's not inconvenient. Mm. And baby girl, like, you do what you need to do, how big, how little, whatever that needs to look like, what you need. And, like, asking. Wow. Baby girl's, like, the version of myself that I, that I speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, literally asking what you need. And then just giving, giving that to her, mm. like fully honoring, like whatever, whatever it is. Mm. Um, so that, that feels really nurturing for me right now. And that's how I'm moving in the practice of, of like nurturing myself mm. is like just being okay with, with life, lifing yeah. and not trying to like change that or move through that or like heal that or like, oh, let me go. It's just like, all right, I have an abundance of tools. Mm. I have And this is, this is, this is why the work does become so important because then when life does what it does, then you feel, you feel much more equipped. So it doesn't feel like an overwhelming, scary thing. It's like, okay, we, we got this and we are going to move through this. Yes. And like the day is still wonderful. Mm -hmm. So that's part one to your question. Part two, I will choose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That that like even now, I, <laughs> y'all can't see me, but Fatima can see me, and like I'm smiling, and like my whole being lit up. The mm-hmm. the 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 whole idea and concept that like yes, I can choose, yeah. I have agency over my life, even when yeah. it feels like oh, but I don't. But I, I I got to do this and this and this and that and this and that and third, and yes, we have responsibilities, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we don't have choice. Yeah. And for me, the reclaiming of that choice and, like, implementing it moment to moment as often as possible, Mm. um, it's it's so liberating. And that really brings me joy. And even when I'm doing something that maybe is, like, a responsibility that maybe I don't necessarily want to do, but going back to self-discipline, right, like, Mm -hmm. that actually is the best way to care for myself. I'm thinking about, well, how am I going to do this? Mm. Right? And having choice around that. Um, if I don't have choice around when I'm going to do it, maybe I have choice around, right. Like finding choice in everything that we do because, because it's there, because it exists, because you have God living on the inside of you. Mm. And so there is this really potent, um, opportunity that we have in every moment to tune into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That brings joy. I know that's not like, oh, X, Y, Z thing, but that that for me, these are like shifts, mindset shifts, lifestyle shifts that continue to serve me mm. and that like make the work sustainable because mm-hmm. I could say, oh, right now um, in my life, right? Like doing X, Y, Z is bringing me the most joy, right? And then somebody listening, it's going to go run out and go yeah. try to do X, Y, Z thing and like make a, make a fit, make a, um, a formula out of that. Yeah. And then if life shifts or the wind blows in another direction, then they're like, oh shoot, now mm-hmm. i got to come back and figure out, well, what did you do here in this moment? Right. Or now I got to find another formula versus understanding how to, move with more grace in our life, Mm. understanding ourselves and what we need and, and then acting accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, these things is what makes the work far more sustainable. Or we try, we say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do the work and I'm pumped up. And then we, we get into the work and that shit is hard. Yeah. And then we, we might be discouraged we might over exhaust ourselves. Now we're burnt out from the work. And so we mm-hmm. have to step back completely. Yeah. Right. Versus finding ways to move in the day to day. That's why we want to do this. That's why we do the work. That's why we want to heal but so that we can exist in this world in a, in a way that feels joyful in a way that feels like we're thriving in a way that feels like I can do this. Mm. In a way that's like in my day to day, when I'm interacting with you, when I'm interacting with, with, with the, the, the family member who maybe there, we have a challenged relationship or when I have to have a difficult conversation with a friend or a partner, or when work is getting on my nerves or whatever, Mm -hmm. right. Or I'm, I'm feeling lonely and all, you know, I would love to hang out, but all of my friends already have plans Mm -hmm. or whatever, Yeah. right? Like, that's why we heal. That's why we do the work so that our relationships can be transformed. And the only way to do that is to move out of the, the, like, the formula. That would be another matrix.
0: Yep. You know, as you were speaking, you said something that reminded me of an affirmation that came to me once while I was meditating. And I, truthfully, when you asked me what was the second part of the question, I was so lost in that thought because I was like, wow, you just reminded me of what I needed to hear for myself. And it is that moment by moment thing. And I'll I'll share the affirmation. I've shared it on the podcast before. I've shared it in meditations before. But it's moment by moment I choose to show up in love.
2: Mm.
0: And I have not said that to myself probably in months (laughs) Mm -hmm. so thank you for sharing all that you shared and um for reminding us of that the beauty of that of just doing that um so before we close the last question I would love to ask you is to share about your work share about um what you are offering currently what um ways people that are listening can get involved with you and with your beautiful community that I'm also part of.
3: <laughs> yes. So the best way, um, is to come to a retreat. That's a really great starting place. Mm. Um, I do also offer a course, um, which you've also taken, participated in, and that is um, a, the course is, is, it's everything that I know. It is my entire life's work. It is a body of work um, where I have synthesized everything that I have studied formally, everything that I've learned experientially, um, every, it, it is all of that put into a way where you now are empowered with the tools to do life when life be life. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what the course is. And the retreat is an immersive experience where you can set everything aside. You are not worrying about the laundry and what you're going to eat and the, you know, um, you know, the, the, the mundane parts of life, Mm -hmm. but instead you have an opportunity to come and meet yourself Mm -hmm. in a new way. You are surrounded by luxury. That's very important. We as Black women, we deserve luxury. We deserve to be in beautiful spaces. And that is, um, that's a political choice, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) To, um, allow ourselves to be in spaces that, support us fully Mm. in every way, that inspire us, um, that are just wonderful to look at, Mm. right? That are appealing to the senses, um, to have the space where there are other women who are here, who are also on a journey and we're gonna navigate and journey together. We are going to laugh, we are going to play, (laughs) we are going to do the deep work, we are going to eat nourishing delicious oh my gosh so <laughs> meals and food right that like edify our body and our spirit we're going to do all of all of these things right and so it's a way for you to um like uh incubate yourself and reset mm. and reveal some things to you right to reveal the direction for where um where you can, you can go next in terms mm-hmm. of the work, mm-hmm. reveal, the, reveal the work that you've already been doing that you may or may not have been aware of, right? And, mm-hmm. and see the fruits of that. And then just have a wonderful time sharing space with black women,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? Like being affirmed and just like being us unapologetically, a space where you could just be,
2: mm-hmm.
3: that's it, that's all period, right? Um, that, is what the retreat is all about. And I do have one coming up Yes, <laughs> and, um, I will be sharing the, all of the details around the next retreat where you can go, go in and apply because our retreats are so intimate and so vulnerable. We do have an application, um, that I take seriously because as you've heard community, People, relationships is everything. And so we're making sure that we're intentionally um, fostering that and surrounded by people who share similar values um, to help us do the work together as a collective. Um, So I'll be sharing the details around the application and just where the next retreat is and the dates and all of those details and the way to receive those is just by signing up for the retreat waitlist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll share the link with you, Fatima, so that you can share with your community. Um, and if your community is anything like you, <laughs> then I would love to have y'all.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm just just hearing you talk about this just brings back so many um, moments and memories. And I've made a whole podcast about the retreat. I've also thought I did. I'll share it with you. I don't think I've shared it with you, but I've, I have a whole podcast where I'm just talking about the experience. I've also made a podcast, I believe, talking about the course, or may have been like scattered across a few different episodes, but um single handedly, like those two experiences have completely changed my life. Completely changed my life. And this is like, I've, I feel like I've gushed about this to all of my friends. I've gushed about it on this podcast so often because it really has. And um, I think that if you are listening and if you feel connected to it, you feel drawn to it, to consider it. Because I have, without a doubt, <laughs> I know without a doubt <laughs> that you will be transformed by the experience Um And yeah, this is this, even this moment right now, is just so beautiful for me because it's, it's really causing me to kind of reflect on my own journey and just thinking about like how it's introduced to your work. And like, even this is a full circle moment because I remember hearing you on a podcast talking about radical gratitude and your journey. So to be sitting here having a conversation with you and to really feel what you described, like. Community and friend; those were the like the first words that you opened up with. It's like I feel that every time I interact with you. So I'm just forever grateful to mm-hmm. to know you, to witness you, to be in community with you, and I appreciate you so much for sharing your light with my community. So thank you. Thank you. I
3: received that so wholeheartedly, and I love you so deeply. So thank you
0: too. Me. You're welcome. All right. So. <laughs> Let's just take a breath.
1: That's, I that's know. Awesome. Yes. he can, so. Can we do two more? hmm And then third and final breath.
0: thank you so so much um before i let you go is there any last thing you want to share with anyone listening um anything on your spirit before we end this podcast i am still thinking
3: about um the woman the women the people um, who are listening and may feel like they're at or near their emotional rock bottom, um, or may feel just utterly devastated or just lost or just ready for things to shift into change. Um, you're really on my heart right now. And um, I want you to know that I see you because I am you and I am not an anomaly. Mm. And so, as you listen, um, know that if it's possible for me, it's possible for you. Mm. Know that um, shift is 100% possible mm. in your life. Really hear my voice, really hear, breathe in as you are receiving this, as you are receiving these words, that it is possible, Mm. that things can be better and different, that you can know joy, that you can know a life where you are well, Mm. that you can know how to navigate even the parts of life and the parts of yourself that might feel unsavory know that Mm. hold on to that and move in that direction that it is possible for you
1: Mm. and i love you
0: Sure. If you're enjoying this episode, I encourage you to stay tuned until the very end, because after we hit stop recording, there was a few more insights that came up that Dania wanted to share. And if you made it this far, I hope you enjoy this final message.
3: You have to be committed to the journey itself. Mm. Um, that that's where the fruit and the joy of life comes in Mm. right and not and and like we we all know the 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 saying right of like it's not the journey it's that it's it's not the destination it's the journey right Mm -hmm. and what I mean when I say that we have to be committed to the journey itself is that if you're coming to this work and you are looking for a particular formula that is going to supposedly fix whatever it is that's causing you heartache in your life. Mm. Um, In the long run, I believe that that will likely only cause more heartache because of the disappointment that will come when that particular formula becomes unsustainable or yeah. does not just fix your life,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? And our lives are not to just be fixed. They're to be lived. Yeah. And fully experienced, all of it. And so when we come to this work and we say, okay, I have some things that I wanna work on. Mm-hmm. I have some things that I wanna do differently. I wanna learn how to um, navigate life with more ease and grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna have a closer relationship with God and with myself. When we come to the work for, for those reasons, right? We have to be committed to doing the work for the sake of doing the work, not mm-hmm. for any particular outcome that we believe it's going to yield mm-hmm. because as we get into the work, it's not linear Yeah, and it may reveal some other things. It may take you down a whole nother path. Mm-hmm. It may, it, it will shift and change and morph and evolve. And the thing that you thought you were coming to work through, um, by the time you're, you're in, you're in the depths of the work, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're working through something entirely different or life looks different or, or whatever it may be. And so it is about doing the work Mm. for the sake of doing the work, for the sake of evolving as a person and and feeling our entire human experience, Mm -hmm. um, in a way that's, uh, uh, palatable Mm. right in a way that is um you know that just doesn't feel suffocating sometimes it can feel like life is suffocating us right and so we're we're like suffering unnecessarily um and so we certainly don't want to do that and we have to understand that suffering sometimes is part of life yeah It's both. We don't want to suffer unnecessarily. We don't want to self-sabotage and just right be in these cycles of just harm and pain. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand that
1: um,
3: life is a full experience. Mm. And we don't get to segment out and cherry pick Mm. and leave the the bits that feel uncomfortable or painful Mm. right i talked about grief earlier and um in my grief practice uh my my walk with grief uh one of the things that i am learning and remembering is that that is a grief is a an indicator um, that love was present a lot Mm. of times, and absolutely across the board, grief is an indicator that we are alive. Mm. And so we don't get to cherry pick just the parts of life that um, feel exciting and joyful.
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: So we've got to be committed to um, the work for the sake of the work, Mm -hmm. for the sake of being alive. Mm.
1: Yes. Thank you
0: for that little nugget. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode. If you made it all the way to the very, very end, you are truly the real MVP and I appreciate you. Lastly, in closing, I want to say that all of the information about Danielle, including her bio, links to learn more about the retreat is listed down in the description of this podcast. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and share this episode with a friend if you think they would find it useful. I love you so much. Thank you for being here, for listening. I know this was a long one, but I really hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your thoughts over on my Instagram, and I hope to hear from you, talk to you very, very soon.